Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to All Stats Aren't We, a podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye over goings on at Elland Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Martin Riley, and I'm joined today by Dan Holsworth. Dan, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Looking forward to chatting Blackburn. They're a fun team. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I've had a very, very good tea from my favourites, uh, Cottage Pie, homemade. Oh, it's, a, it's a beauty. Lot, lots of cheese on top of it, and... Some some nice veg and Yorkshire puddings with it. So yeah, it was a pretty banging tea. Yorkshire pudding with cottage pie. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. That's controversial. Is it? Oh, yeah. I didn't think that. I didn't think that'd be controversial. But I'm a tra- I'm a traditionalist. I like Yorkshire pudding with like beef. I'll accept it with lamb or pork. But when you start putting it with random stuff, I'm like, well, I don't know. Controversy. It all, all starts out with our towers. Are... I think yeah, I'm fine with, with Yorkshire puddings on most things, which are meat and potato and veg, pretty much anything. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I would have you know, spudding with a lot of different things. So um I have to see if, if our viewers feel the same thing, if um, having Yosh puddings with a cottage pie is heresy or not. Yes. We're not here to talk about Yosh puddings. We're here to talk about Leeds United and their upcoming opponents, Blackburn Rovers, who we play on Saturday at Ewood Park. We don't have a opposition fan to talk to for this one, so we'll dive right into Blackburn. So, first of all, what have their recent results and form been like? Yeah, so so looking through, the, it's kind of generally pretty good. They're one of the more, you know, they're in the kind of, I think they're in the kind of top top eight in the form table in, in the last eight, ten games. They got beat by Chef Wednesday the weekend, just gone, although they were competitive in that, and they've had a couple of healthy victories before that, beat Birmingham 4-2 at, at home midweek last week, which I've, I've just watched, and they beat Stoke 3-0 away. They had a defeat against Preston, where they actually played pretty well. I thought I watched that game fairly casually on on, on a Friday night. Um, Preston kind of did a bit of a number on them, really, with like set pieces and being bigger and stronger. And you know, Blackburn played a good football. Beat, beat Norwich, had a defeat to Chelsea in the cup, lost to Swansea, and then Millwall, Cardiff, QPR all wins before that. So yeah, just really good, solid form. So what's that? Six wins and three defeats in the last nine games. So yeah, that's, that's really good. And they're kind of just on the edge of playoffs, aren't they? Looking at the like, their underlying numbers, their XG, they generally generate more XG than most of their opposition, you know, although they do give up, give up a fair bit of chances. So I would, I would think uh, over the course of a season, a pretty good team, uh, particularly at home by the looks of things. 
I would agree with that. Yeah, they've definitely got either a win or lose mentality. They don't really seem to pick up that many draws. Was it last season they had one draw in the whole season? They did, they went all the way to Easter or something ridiculous without a draw. It was some kind of I real stats. Yeah, real statistical quirk last season. Yeah, they, they were like heading for some kind of record. And this season's quite similar. They do have some draws this year, but it's it's it's, it's way fewer draws. It's a winner or loss. Just a one. They've had one draw. Yeah. And it was right at the end of the season. One draw, nine wins, nine losses. Yeah. Oh, last season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, they're just a bit of a crazy team, really. Like, fun, crazy. I'm not sure what to make of them. If, <laughs> what, 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 really? But, yeah, good one to talk about. No, yeah, indeed. Um, I, I enjoyed watching them. But how did you feel they set up in possession? So what sort of shape did they look into? What, how did they approach attacking the opposition? Well, well, on paper, the sign set up in a 4-2-3-1 as a lot of teams in the champ do and they kind of build up sometimes it's a back like a 3-2-5 kind of build up you know like one of the well one of the full backs will stay and make a back three and the other full back will push up tiny bit like Leeds double pivot will get involved uh, and then the other full you know one of the full backs will push up with the the four attacking players if you like to make a front five the front five I think tended to spread quite wide so you get like a lot of width and there wouldn't always be tons of width in the deeper areas but sometimes I'd you see fullbacks dropping in and giving width. So it's you know, it's quite a lot of variation. So what they'll tend to do is like they'll build up from the goalkeeper and it's not not massively dissimilar to the way Borough built up from the back. But like once they get into the middle third, it changes quite a bit from Borough. But you know, they'll play up to a centre back, up to a midfielder, back to a centre back out again to a full back and little rotations and then release the ball. But once once they kind of, you know, do a little combination, a little triangle to get out of trouble, uh, and the Reeves be decent at playing out of pressure. Um, they'll ping it into the midfield and then, then then they go super direct, I found. They were quite a direct team. And I don't mean like pumping it forward, but like directing kind of kind of in that Red Bull style, you know, like kind of direct on the on the ground, looking for like balls in behind quite a lot. Like the midfielders are often running behind or the forwards. And yeah, it's just just super kind of fast and up and down style, I would say. I don't know if you if that's if you if you agree with that. Yeah, I was. Um, that they the sort they have more of a possession in possession idea in the early phases than what the typical Red Bull sides do. But yeah. Definitely oh yeah. Agree absolutely. That when when it gets to the middle third and beyond that, they do look to get the ball into dangerous positions quickly. Um, but mm. they are also like like you mentioned, do use more width in their play than what a Red Bull side would do. So oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I, I do see what you mean, though. There is definitely similarities in certain things in what they do. Um, I think the few things I noticed: uh, the left back Pickering, he's the one who was inverting quite often. Sometimes he would invert as a left left centre back. Sometimes he yeah. would be alongside the midfielder. Yeah. And sometimes one of the midfielders, some, I think it was Wharton, who I saw, was some, sometimes dropping to in between the centre backs. So it it, it, is, it is quite often a three-two. Yeah, I saw him covering the right back as well a few times. You know that, like the way that um, the lead centre middle drift, drift over to the right back as well. Sometimes, yeah. I saw that quite a bit with Wharton as well. Especially if yeah, the yeah, right back's really high, really high, and the, the being counted, he'll go there. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, the, I enjoyed the way they played. They, they are very fun to watch, and I think it's, they're going to give us a, a game. I think. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, but, yeah. But what about them out of possession? So how do they approach pressing and the rest of what they do with that ball? Yeah, well, initially I was like, well, they're not massively high pressy, not massively aggressive. But then I saw them in moments be very like aggressive and swarmy. Hence me kind of thinking, oh, Red Bully, because they're swarming around everybody like crazy at times. So <laughs> they kind of kind of set up like um, like a four four two for the most part. You'll see you'll see Smodix, who's the ten, but pretty much plays like a forward, doesn't he? Really, and and and. Whoever is at nine, from the front two, and they'll kind of 
generally kind of mid-blockish and then then swarm when people come into the midfield, I would say. Mm. I guess in certain games you might see triggers where they might go after a certain player in the opposition back line. But more broadly, I think it's kind of like like, like sat in midfield waiting to win the ball back and then go kind of direct from there is, is how I saw it. But it did vary quite a bit. You know, I, I guess there's there's some flexibility in that approach. I would agree with that. Um, that from the, in the game I saw, they, were, they definitely had moments where they were pressing high, but then mm. also other times where they were just sitting back and more being being a mid block. So I think they're definitely a, a team who is on cer- certain triggers, so it's not mm. a permanent. Yes, and but it's still something that they are capable of doing should they choose to. Um, yeah. spe- speaking to the numbers behind the pressing, so the EDA they sit um one, two, three, four. I think that's tenth in the league. So they've got 12.2 PPDA, so around 12 actions before it's just made. So 12 passes before defensive action even, just mixing it up in my head. But yeah, they're definitely capable of it. It's a fairly typical middle of the pack. You're talking single figures for a high-pressing team, aren't you? Or a high-pressing team, I think, for context. Well, the highest, in, the highest, at least on what I'm looking at at the moment on Ops as the analyst, the highest, so the lowest, sorry, PPDA is Stoke with 10.5 and we're at 11.3. So they're not right. massively, okay. so they're not massively below what we are. Um, right. But then if you get, but then if you compare the number of high turnovers, we sit well and above the top. We're very yeah. much the most for high turnovers. So PPDA isn't, isn't everything. It's also about how effective that press is. And Blackburns is the fifth best. They've got the fifth most high turnovers. So they are also quite high in getting the ball in dangerous areas as well. So it's definitely something that we will need to watch out for, in my opinion, is them putting pressure on us. I think they'll probably do more of that than what I did in the last game. So that's yeah. definitely something for us to keep an eye on, I think. And yeah, totally. So if they're clever, I think they probably will look to press us and not give us the ball too, too much because that's what Borough tried to do and it didn't really work for them. Yeah, yeah. So as mentioned in the previous section, they're, they're a pretty chaotic side generally and can be quite dangerous in transition. Do you expect them to approach this game the same way that they would do usually with most of the teams? I would think so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, perhaps they'll be wary about leads and, and our quality in, in those kind of situations. That They might be wary about that. But So I watched three games or two and a half games, two at home and one away. The, the away game was the Wednesday game of the weekend. They just lost. And they were fairly passive in that. On Wednesday, kind of were quite aggressive and pressy. On, it was the other way around. Wednesday kind of got about them. Not for the whole game, but for a good chunk of it and, and hurt them with the press. So I sat there thinking, oh, we can hurt these. We can get at these. If Wednesday can do it, we can. But to be fair, Wednesday were pretty good. Then I watched the Birmingham game and the half the Sunderland game quite recently, which they lost. Well, the Sunderland game's a while back, actually, but which they lost. Um, and I've got here, like, chaotic crackers. These are the kind of words I've got. So, yeah, they will come hard at Leeds, but at the same time, um, I think Leeds will go hard at them. And I just think it's going to definitely be, a, like, another kind of quite, a bit like the first half against Borough, that kind of quite transitional kind of crazy game. But, yeah, I do expect them to kind of perhaps sit off us and then just go at us in midfield like they seems to be their you know their preferred method I guess yeah and and, and I kind of think they'll probably try and attack quite quick they might they'll probably see that that Borough hurt us by you know breaking quickly and, and moving the ball like switching the play quite a bit so you know for, for their first goal last the, the last week Borough obviously there's that big switch to their left our right side and they got in behind us I think Blackburn will see that they'll they'll notice that and absolutely you know that and that kind of plays into their their strength I think you know these kind of fast Fast counter attacks where they look to you know they look to spring the ball on us and then and then play it forward really quickly. The only thing is, they're, I would say they're more direct on the ground through the middle than than Borough are, which might be easier for us to deal with rather than a switch out wide. But 
they do have width, so I'm sure they're, they're capable of playing the switch rather than necessarily mm. going going through the middle. So that's that's probably how they'll they'll, they'll, they'll approach it. I would think. That seems fair. I would agree with that too. Um, yeah, didn't really add much to that. You covered it quite well. Um, but regards to the individuals, what players do we need to look out for? If we go for the ones for the bad first, so any players who caught your eyes to who we can look to target, maybe. I wasn't particularly like just. I mean, the defenders are all the defense is bad generally. So I'll just pick out the whole defense. Now the defend the, the nice footballers actually they're all like like on the ball. Some of the some of the defenders really play nicely, but. They're absolutely wide open. They can be really got at. They're really kind of static and get square on. So Travis is a midfielder playing at right back. He can get behind him. You know, you've you've picked out, I know you picked out that they're weak at right back. They've got a guy on loan from Bournemouth called Hill. He's a centre-back, but he's played a bit of right back. Looks like a great football. I've seen him score a lovely goal against Birmingham. I've seen him assist a goal. Chef Wednesday. Anyway, you know, really nice cross from right back. Some nice passes. Looks like a real footballer, but as a defender, you know, you can turn him. Carter's a fairly young guy at who's the main centre-back, Pickering, probably the best defender, probably. So I just feel like that that backline can be got at really, really, really easily. So if we can turn the ball over, we'll have a lot of joy. So I'd really, yeah, just just that backline, absolutely. The other parts of the team are quite good, I would say. Uh, yeah, I would agree with, that, with what you said about their backline. I think we, we are capable of getting it all of their, yeah. their, their defenders. I think maybe the only one like you mentioned is Pickering. Um, he's one who I'm quite a big fan of, and he's got pretty good... Um, that's when it comes to defending one v one. I think it's something something like seventy percent he wins of his one v ones. Right. So yeah, he's yeah. A, so he's a pretty solid one v one defender, and he often sits deeper of the fullbacks. He's one who's who will spoil it deeper and will be a protection. So yeah. I said, uh, but on the other side, without well, mentioning with the right back getting further forward, and if it is Travis who who plays, and we've got Somerville on that side, that's definitely the area where I will be looking at. To get the ball quickly into that area and get Somerville first into that area, I think a few players can be got at when it, with pressing as well. And I noticed Hill being a little bit unsure when um, at the game I watched against Birmingham, they were pressing pressing them quite well, and mm. he did he did make the odd mistake in, in that game when he was being pressed. And the yeah. same goes for one of the midfielders, Tromstad. Um, I think he's one who also could be got at. He's he's generally a pretty solid player, but I think if we press him in the right way, I think we would be able to nick the ball off him but his midfield partner um the, the young adam wharton he's a bit different i think he's got a good load of press resistance to him i think he would be one who we should, we should look to give a little bit of space maybe and try to focus more of the press on tronstad that that would be what i I do if i would certainly have anyway yeah i'll say so tronstad's quite tidy in the ball if he's given space i saw him against wednesday a few times turn out out of trouble and and, and and his distribution was pretty good, but yeah, again, if you can get in quick enough, you can, you can turn the ball over. Um, yeah, for Wharton, he's definitely someone that's rated as as a young midfielder, up and coming midfielder, a bit like the guy at Hackney at Middlesbrough and and, and Neil at Sunderland, kind of young, up and coming kind of centre mids. They've got you know kind of all rounders, good all rounders that are good not like good all round number eight types. I think there's a bit of attention on those guys. I think Wharton's in that kind of bracket of real good, promising centre mid. So yeah, one to watch. Definitely. A bit of an asset for for, for Blackburn, I and mean, the, 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 the listeners should realise that they've got um, his brother plays for the team as well. His older brother, who's about twenty six, twenty seven, he plays centre back sometimes, but probably be on the bench in this game. So don't get confused. It's the midfielders, the the younger, and they're probably more talented of the two brothers. I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, so we've covered some of the, some of the guys there who are good there in what, and who else did you pick out as uh, players who we need to watch out for? Smodix is hot right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what? So 
I kind of I renewed his reputation of being a good goal scoring attacking mid from from the lower leagues. He went to Bristol City a couple of years back. Didn't work. Fairly good money. I can't remember where he came from actually. I can't remember what club he came from. Didn't quite work. And Blackburn have picked him up. And he's obviously he's twenty eight and he's just he just hit his straps at Blackburn last couple of seasons. I hadn't watched him a lot, but I knew from the stats he was scoring lots of goals. And I wasn't sure if he was just a a goal you know just a goal poacher. And then watching these these games the last few days, I'm like, oh no, no, he's he's the real deal. He's 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 a really really good kind of. He's almost a second striker, isn't he? But he drops in and gets involved in midfield. So like he runs behind loads. He's really quite quick, isn't he? Quite a good direct runner in behind. Um, almost like a striker off the shoulder. Like he'll drop, get involved in midfield. He'll combine. He'll, he'll pick up. You know, you just you just see him everywhere in the wing, and just such a good finisher. Yeah, just a really really good fun player. Puts himself around presses. I can just yeah, I can, like a bit of a coach's dream really. Just a really really busy guy who's just full of his football at the moment and obviously doing his bit for the team. But great finisher. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a massive playmaker. You know, you don't think of him as a Pablo Ten. He's more of a kind of really busy combining type player, isn't he? That, and, and lots of energy in combining and running off people and that kind of stuff, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, he's the, the league's top scorer. Um, just yeah. uh, how good he has been. He's scored 14 goals so far in the game so far. So he's scored a fair few more than our top scorer, bro. <laughs> Six yeah, more. Yeah. So and it's played in the same position as Pro pretty much as well. That's yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess different system. I mean, Blackburn often play with Dolan up front, who's a winger really by trade as a forward, but he's another winger who tries to like rove and wander around. So I think Dolan, sorry, so I think Smodix tends to be the one that runs through and ends up on the last line quite often because Dolan's often pulling wide and doing other things. So I guess the dynamic is a bit different from. Well, it's not massively different, but slightly different dynamic in that that Smodix runs behind more than say Perot does. Whereas Pro arrives late, so I guess there's a slightly different dynamic there. Yeah, there is. Some some would say that it's exactly the same, but no, you're definitely absolutely right. There is a big difference with the way they both interpret the second striker role. Um, yeah, yeah, he he absolutely makes a lot more forward runs than what Pro does for us, and obviously Pro does still make those runs, but yeah, Modic just does them with better timing. I think he's, and that's one thing I noticed um, in the game that I watched. He scored twice. Both of them were astounding finishes. Uh, it lobbed the keeper yeah. twice. <laughs> then the first one yeah, was yeah. A, a, such a good movement for him to get on the ball. He had to, to hold it, hold his line quite well because it, it was it easily been caught offside if he would have missed time his run, but he, but he didn't. Yeah. And the ball through for him was, was lovely. But with with Smodix, I've noticed that he's not just about the attacking side. He, he also does a lot of ball progression for them as well. Obviously, he's not yeah. a Pablo type. He's not a really creative 10, but he does progress the ball quite often. He, he does drop deeps to, to aid yeah. them out in build-up and helps get the ball forward quickly in those areas. So he's definitely someone that if we can shut him down, we pretty much shut down Blackburn. And there's not no one else in their squad who was scoring anywhere near the amount what he has. I think the next closest, it has something like three or four goals. So that he is their main threat. If we can shut him down, which is a big if, because he's a very talented player and will cause yeah. problems for us, definitely. If we give him, if we give him one sniff of a shot, He'll, he'll, he'll marry it. So we need to be on our best game and so let's give him those chances to. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is, is there anyone else that we haven't covered who you like? Well, I mean, I do like Joe Rankin Costello, but he's injured, so that's that's handy. He'll play, he play right back. Dolan's quite a fun winger, and I'm not certain he's fit or not. He's missed the last... He went off against Blackburn. Uh, sorry, Blackburn. Birmingham. He started, but went off after 15 minutes or so and didn't play against Wednesday. So there's a question mark about Tyrese Dolan, who was is a winger who had, does play up front. Like I say, a good fun player, more of a, you know, like quite a creative, kind of buzzy sort of player, and it combines nicely with Smodics. Um, like we've already talked about Wharton, who's good. The wingers, Moran, Moran, he's uh, a young guy making his way in the team. And they've got a guy called Leonard who's playing up front when Dolan's not fit. Like I say, a couple of young guys that are trying to work, you know, work their way in the team. So a long way from being kind of top end players just yet. But obviously talent, they've obviously got some kind of talent. talent. And Britton, who is, I think he's a fullback by trade, but he's playing left wing these days. Yeah, and I noticed that he had number two, and and, I, and he was playing playing on left wing. I went that, that hurt me. He's a right back, I think. I think he's a right. Is like a he's a wing back. He's just been pushed up while they've yeah. got injuries. I think that makes sense. Yeah, he's. I think he's like a lower league guy that picked up, like you know, they moved up. Is um, yeah, NK Dons and Barnsley and places like that. So he's, yeah, he's just yeah, Barnsley used to be at Barnsley. That was it. He did okay at Barnsley, and, and actually Blackburn have picked him up for a few quid. Pretty solid player, but you know, he's not. I'm not going to hurt you. They've got a Icelandic player called Sigurdsson, who I've got a lot of burn pallet working. He always talks about him being a good player, but he's been out of the team recently. So interesting to see if he gets a game. And as I've already mentioned, Wharton, the older brother, who sometimes plays centre back. So yeah. So this after this will be a guess because we're not fans without the press conferences. But who do you say would be the predicted lineup for this game? So it's Wallstead in goal. I think he's pretty much the first choice keeper. Travis should be available for right back. Um, we think Hill and Carter probably get the nod at centre back, but like I say, Wharton, the other centre back, sometimes plays and has played almost as much as Hill. So it's Carter with one of Hill or Wharton. I think Hill played eleven games to cut to Wharton's nine. So you know it's it's kind of not quite even. Uh, Pickering's the main guy at left back. Uh, Tronstad, Wharton, centre mid, double pivot. Smodic's ten. Britain, Moran, uh, the wingers, and then Dolan up front or Leonard if Dolan's not fit. I think that's going to be the team. The um, the only the only variation is Sigurdsson's played a bit on the wing, so you might see Sigurdsson for one of the wingers perhaps. But it seems to be Britain and Moran Moran recently as the main main wingers. So I'm fairly sure that's fair the case. Stuff, fair stuff. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And that covers Blackburn quite well. So we'll move on to the lead side of this game. So first of all, how do you think we'll approach this game? In possession, do you think there'll be anything different which we try for this game? No, if, if anything, I think we'll dial it up. We'll go, we'll go aggressive on these because I think we saw that we hurt Borough by being aggressive and and, and and pressy. These aren't as good as Middlesbrough. I mean, they're good, they're fun, they can hurt us, but I, I can see us going quite hard at them. I mean, Blackburn will give us the ball even if we don't press them. You know, they're sloppy and build up sometimes. 
So if we press them, we'll get loads of ball. We will get joy. So yeah, I can absolutely see us just pressing them. And I think the game plan will be quite similar. It'll be like try and turn turn them over and 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 move move through them quite quickly. I don't see any I don't see any reason to change that 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 will hurt Blackburn. We're good at that. I think our best players are better than their better players, and you know our forward line is stronger than their defense. So I think we'll just. I think uh, Farkle fancies chances and just set our forward line up against them and say go. I'd agree with that, especially on the out-of-possession side. I think he probably will stick to the high pressing that we've seen in the past few games because it definitely will cause burn problems. Mm. Um, I think there's a possibility that, especially if maybe we want to, to draw out Blackburn that little bit more, we may be a little bit more patient in possession when we do have the ball and not take as many risks. And yeah. then try to... Yeah, that's something that we saw towards the... I think the second half against Borough, we were being yeah. a bit more patient with the ball. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's what we what we try to do and just try to attack that space, which they leave behind if they do perhaps a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. So yeah, that's I do agree with that. That's good. So regards to the lineup, do you think there'll be any changes, or do you reckon it's going to be pretty much the same as Borough? Same, yeah. same, bar, same barring injury. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. And regards to the players who you think would make a big impact on the outcome of this game, either good or bad. Um, we'll go with at first. So who do you think could have a bad impact on this game for us? What I'm kind of worried about is those kind of fast direct counters kind of through the middle, you know, and combinations mm-hmm. that release Smodics down the middle. So I'll, I'll, it's, it's not so much players, but it's more about setup. I want to know, I want, I want him to make sure he gets our midfield set up right. It might be a mistake to put, um, sorry, so I presume Ampadu will mark, mark uh, Smodics fine. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Perro and um and Kamara, so I'm really interested in that, and I'd like to, uh, yeah, I hope he has a good a good plan for kind of our rest defence, if you like, and make sure when we are counted, we've got good coverage in the middle because they'll they'll pour through if we don't. So that's that's one thing I'm worried about, and you know, if 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 our midfield get a bit carried away or if they don't get the kind of coverage from Rutter in in the press, um, we might struggle there. Yeah, I agree, and that's also something to watch out for is um, since their right back gets forward in possession, it's who's going to be watching his run as because we had we had a similar problem in um, the game against Swansea um their right back key was getting quite high and Somerville didn't know whether to follow him or stay as part of the high press. So I wonder if that also could impact the way that they attack because if they do focus on the right side and if Somerville is sticking to being part of the high press and not covering him it could pose us problems. But what about what about players who you think could have a positive impact in this game, and who do, who do you think to really shine in this? Well, I flipped that around. I think I think they they've got big gaps at right back, and Somerville's going to feast on on, that, on those gaps yeah. absolutely for sure. I think Somerville will enjoy himself. I think Archie Gray might enjoy this because, like I say, they're not particularly athletic. They're wide guys, so I can see his you know his power and sort of athleticism being being quite quite good here. So I can see Gray and Byron getting a bit of joy in those duels and and, and kicking attacks off, and just because of the chaos, I like like. Georgina should fancy him, fancy his chances in that kind of open play situation. I can see him running through in Somerville and, and James, those guys just just feasting on those kind of transition moments and chaotic moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's going to be our vibes. <laughs> yeah, I think that I do think that's the way this game is going to go. Is I think that's just the way Blackburn's game end up going, especially when Blackburn are at home. They'll want to play their their normal style. So with that in mind, what do you expect watching this game of football will look like? Well, it's I was kind of half joking too. They're kind of like a South American, like a direct South American team, Blackburn, aren't they? Kind of play some nice structured stuff out, and then as soon as they get over halfway line, they get excited, and it just kind of everyone just runs everywhere, and it's kind of like they're all vibing off each other and playing some lovely combinations. But it's kind of doesn't feel very structured, you know. It's like this whole kind of relational football versus positional football. I think you know they kind of err towards the relational football and off the cuff type stuff. So 
it's kind of going to be hard to completely and utterly plan for that. Uh, so I don't know if we, you know, we we just sit in a nice zonal block and try and and try and just deal with that encounter, or do we just go man for man all over the place and just follow them and just trust our superiority? Yeah, I don't know. I think we might see a bit of a mixed game plan from Fark. He might go. I wonder if he'll maybe flip it and try start cautious and then go more aggressive if if the if the game needs that second half. I don't know. That it's really it's really hard. We, we know we're not we haven't seen Leeds put together a complete performance, whether that be a complete structure performance or a complete like vibes performance yet, have we? It's always like one of the other, you know, across yeah. two different halves, isn't it? So it's really hard to know how we set out and how we finish. <laughs> we almost certainly will play one half one way and another half the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see the way that mm. it does approach it. I, I do think that most most likely will end up just being full chaos ball for the first half, and then maybe things calm down a bit in the second. That's yeah. what I would expect, and it would not surprise me if there is another early goal in this game for one of the sides. Should not say who, <laughs> but the way our recent games are going, there's likely. usually pl- plenty of goals. Yeah, so where would you think this game will be won or lost? It's, it's, so I, I think. The Blackburn seem to score goals in clusters, don't they? Have you noticed that as well? Like you'll get a couple yeah. of goals together, so they they get like really vibesy and really get the tails up and go at teams hard. So it's going to be like from a Leeds perspective, it's it's like concentration, isn't it? So it's like you know we're worried about that kind of early goal in the last two games, you know, conceding early. Like Blackburn can, could score early and then all of a sudden get another and come at us in a cluster. So that's that's the thing. So we got to like concentrate and be on the on our ball. Um, sorry, on our game defensively, I think, and you know, and be quite smart, reactive in that respect. So if Leeds can do that and and can react, um, I, Blackburn will certainly, absolutely, one hundred percent give us chances. Leeds will absolutely score in this goal, no, no question. Leeds will score a goal, probably two, probably three. It's like, do we keep Blackburn out? Do we, you know, do we keep our concentration? That's the question. That's a very good point. And yeah. I would agree entirely. So because we've all anticipated lots of goals, get ready for um, a nil-nil result, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably now I've said that. I've cursed it, haven't I? I mean, last quite week... Po- quite possible. Yeah, last week I've told the Borough podcast strikes an underrated player. You should watch him. And then he, <laughs> he played the way he did against... Well, he was okay, wasn't he? But he didn't have his best game. And yeah. like I was praising Rutter on their podcast and then he didn't say anything. So I've got the, I've got the reverse Midas touch at the moment. You've got the the Josh Hobbs curse. I have. He was the yeah, one yeah. Who, yeah. Praise it's a player. Been passed, it's, it's been passed yeah. on. I think, in fact, oh, yes. if, if that works, shall I just praise Sammy Smoddick some more? And yeah, and, yeah. and Wharton, yeah, oh, yeah, the best players I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only work in the way that will hurt Leeds the most. I think. I think that's the way the, the curse works. All right. Okay. Um, but we will soon see. But that's about everything for the Blackburn preview. So. Uh, we'll have to plug the Patreon now, otherwise I may... In fact, I think I might see Tom Alderson waiting in bushes. Yeah, that, that's Taldo. Don't worry, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Patreon. Calm down. So, Patreon is a media platform where people can pay money to support creators they enjoy and receive bonus content in return. We put out Patreon-only podcasts and analysis articles, and our patrons also get all our podcasts free, plus early access to our preview pods, such as this one, for some of you. It, this really helps out and it helps us to get more content like like these and to also have more opposition previews so we can get more insightful knowledge from actual opposition fans. Because as good a job as we try to do, it's impossible to a really good feel of what a club is like unless you have watched every single game of the season. But yes, it's very helpful if you do. And so if you do enjoy our content and want to support us, you can find that at patreon.com forward slash ASAW Patreon. Um, we are back 
soon with a review of this game and also a preview of the game coming next, which is the next game after this one. Sund- Sund- Sundland away next. Sundland. Sundland, yes. Tuesday, I think. Another one who is currently managerless, so that'll be an, yeah. an interesting one for us to set up for. Yeah. But yes, uh, for now, I will say thank you very much to Dan. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for all of your dear listeners. We hope you enjoy this game and have a great week. Bye. Cheers. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.